Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. This is, uh, it's kind of different today. Uh, We've got a special guest. We've got Dr. Bill Richardson here. He is the vice president and the dean of the College of Ag for the Ag Center. I'm not to be honest, Dr. Richardson, I'm not real sure of your title. All I remember, I used to call you Chancellor. Yes. So, Whatever. <laughs> you know, and I, in fact, I thought about it this morning, and I thought, oh, I can't call him Chancellor. Okay, but anyway. That's just a title, but we'll talk about that sometime. <laughs> but anyway, we're glad you're here. We're all in Winsboro. We've got Ariel here, myself, Kylie, and Dr. Richardson. We had a meeting over here this morning to talk about the Ag Center. Dr. Richardson came up to kind of keep us in the in the loop as to what's going on. Um let me mention a couple of things, just to get them out of the way. Harvest is going on. We've all talked. Uh, corn's through. Rice, we're cutting rice. Cotton, we're starting to pick. I know in Tinsall, uh, there's a bunch of defoliants gone out. So things are rolling along, field work. We're starting to cut beans in Madison. Starting to cut beans in Madison. And uh, cotton defoliants going out, but as far as I'm aware of at this date, no cotton has been picked. Yeah, so we're, we're rolling along pretty good. Um, but we wanted to do this, and we're going to get you right into it uh, with your interview. We know you're you, you're a busy man. You got to go back to Baton Rouge. Uh, okay, first question. The and this kind of goes back to Kylie over here, who's going to work on her master's. The College of Ag. Are y'all what courses are y'all developing for an online master's program? I don't want to get in a situation where you ask me what time it is, and I tell you how to build a watch. <laughs> okay. so I'm gonna, but I'm going to go back and, bring, and kind of bring everybody up to speed. LSU as an institution whole is way behind the curve nationally in terms of online courses and online programs. Uh, they, under the current provost two years ago, they brought a lady in from southern New Hampshire or somewhere, and she is putting together uh, an elite program for LSU. Uh, now, some of this will be programs right now that are high-capacity one people want to take and get a lot of numbers because, quite honestly, that's where the money comes from to pay the bills, other things. We met in a college day before yesterday, unrelated to this, about what we needed to be doing in agriculture. I've got issues with getting our agents trained and up to speed. They can't all come to Baton Rouge and sit in the classroom down there. Uh, we've got VOAG instructors out there that are trying to get uh, more training. And we got it's just a lot of people that we need to be touching. In addition, the courses we can offer uh, that uh, the students may not be able to get, you know, get somewhere else. So we're looking at that whole plan. We've got some things we're already doing, uh, two or three courses we're, we've been doing. Uh, we've been teaching one, an Ag Econ course at, to L- at LSUA, but it wasn't on a, a broad scale. What we will have now is a total infrastructure in place to do online courses through mm-hmm. LSU Online. And so we're going to be meeting with that lady. We've already met with her. She's met with our department heads. We've talked about this. Now it's the fish are cut bait time, so we're ready to jump into this. We don't know where we're going to start. Uh, we got to get some feedback from faculty and, and from um, department heads. There's a need for a master of agriculture uh, that a lot of our agents could plug into. That way they could get their degree and training without necessarily having to have wet labs. You know, mm-hmm. a part of that. 4-H would be another example of that. So that's going to be brought up uh, probably this maybe this week yeah with the, with the graduate school. And then we'll look at working, where's the low-hanging fruit we can pick first. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're moving as aggressively in that area as we possibly can. But uh, LSU finally is moving right. And so it allows us then to come in behind that and, and uh, 
So and I told the provost in a meeting yesterday we were going to be putting some things on her agenda relative to online courses. Well, that's what that's that's why we were asking Kylie's fixing to start working on hers, and she's fixing to be off for six weeks. So, you know, she's looking at, at other options besides driving back and forth to Baton Rouge. Yeah. R.L., you got a question? Uh, yeah, um, this new model of extension that we came out with a couple of years ago, having agents working multiple parishes, um, assignments, you know, there's been always pushback in that. But uh, how is this working from a statewide perspective and, you know, for us the feedback you're hearing from the clientele out there, not us? Well, it's uh, the feedback I'm getting has been very positive. Good. And uh, these are some of the people who actually use our services and uh, very, very positive. Uh, like anything else, uh, LSU won a game Saturday night because our quarterback was better than some other teams' quarterback. We win when you folks are really out there. We got the right people doing the job. So those, those things don't, we can't lose sight of this as a human capital thing that we're dealing with. Um, two weeks ago at the PLN meeting in New Orleans, Doug Steele, who used to be director of extension at uh, Texas A&M, got up and spoke to the PLN group and said, one of the things we have got to consider in extension is exactly what you've got written down here. And they all started moaning and groaning. And Frankie and Roger sitting there thinking, He'd been getting hard of our notes because they're national, expressing nationally now. This is what this is out of D.C. This is what we should be looking at. The county agent model, as good as it's been, we've got to look beyond that. If we don't, we're going to become dinosaurs. That's what we're looking to. Not that what we weren't doing wasn't good. It's just we got to look at you know you know how sophistication that we have that these folks have now. They're not going to read a publication we take to them. They want something right now. And they want one of you to tell them this is what our science says we should do and our experience. And so the model, I think, is going well. Not everybody's bought into it, and, and I expect that. Uh, the issues we've got now is we've got to pay these people, you folks more. we got to get the training done. And that's what I'm working on right now. That's why this online thing came up. Other ways we can find to incentivize people to get a degree and get the training. Not just to get a degree, but get the training they need. Because, as you know, most of your farmers up here, they've got a Ph.D. consultant working with them. You know, mm-hmm. they, that's right. And, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's 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 the way it works. And so, uh, but there's a role for us because we're objective. We're not selling anything. I don't, I don't know if I told you more than you want to know, but no, no, so that's far, great. So far, that's I've been, great. I've been you know, with it so far. And, and I like to speak from it as a personal perspective. Of it. Yeah, it was tough in the beginning, and you're not all things to all people anymore, and you got to adjust to that. Uh, I reckon the biggest problem I'm still having with it, and it's uh, economics, mm-hmm. is travel mm-hmm. is having to run from here to there of course fortunately at my assignment i i'm not as stretched some from are, my home some location it's my stretch out a lot yeah from my home location to my furthest office mm-hmm. worked really well for me personally some mm-hmm. it doesn't uh but it's been a, a learning experience for me a whole new set of clientele mm-hmm. and uh kind of just focus not having to worry with Everything just kind of focusing. So, uh, I just wonder how it was, you know, how it had been received statewide so far. And, and well, I we, think you've done a great feed, job feed, of giving us an answer. Yeah, the feed, feedback I'm getting is very positive. Okay. Good deal. Kylie? Um, well, the Northeast region is a major row crop production area here in Louisiana, and, and producers are concerned that with all the budget cuts, that there's not enough people to conduct a lot of the research and extension programs going on. Um, what can you talk about on that topic? 
Well, we are. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. I met with the regional director this morning on a couple of personnel issues. We're, we're going to we're going to work through. We are committed, and I promised people 20 years ago I took this job that we would continue to have quality programs in this region. Mm -hmm. This is one of the leading agricultural regions in the United States. We can't get get over that. It's, it's here. I agree. And so yeah. we've got to provide the, the types of things we need, even despite the budgets. There's always money to do the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're, we're having to do. Uh, I promised Melissa we harder. We there's some positions we would fill, and we're getting through those. Uh, the entomology one is not nailed down yet, but the offer's been made. It's just a matter of whether we're going to nail that person down or not. Uh, soybean specialist, probably going to be Dean Lee, they're going to be up here, and soybeans are up here also. Uh, the soil fertility, I don't know where we're on that one. I think that's been either got them committed or somebody. I think it's committed. That's why. I think. I th that's why I think. I, she told me, I can't remember right now. Uh, she and I talked about an irrigation position, and it'd be something we might take a look at. But they have prioritized in this region the positions that's important to the region. Mm -hmm. They're different from the, the northwest region or the southwest region. So each of these regional directors will sit down and talk about what position we can fill off of their priority list, not of what somebody in Baton Rouge thinks. And so that's where we're trying to go. They're not going to get everything. You know, I jokingly told the group this morning, with $300 million, we could fill them, but that ain't going to happen. So, uh, but uh, we are going through those. And uh, I've told people on campus, my priority in this cycle is what's happening out here, not necessarily what's happening on campus. Thank you. Um, the agricultural job market seems to be expanding too, and with focus, you know, feeding the world. How is the College of Ag responding to this? What are they doing? We're uh, both directly and indirectly trying to respond to this. Um, I travel a lot around the world, and 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 one thing I've come to realize: we're not going to feed the world with animal protein. It's going to be plant protein. So we got to back up to what we're doing and say, okay, how do we then, as our little OBD organization, position ourselves to participate in that? That means we've got to look real strongly at what we're doing in the plant sciences. Uh, everything from the rice station to on campus, we've got to recruit more kids into the plant sciences. Uh, part of the money coming out of that mitigation bank is going to be for scholarships for kids to study in the plant sciences. Part of the money coming out of marijuana is going to be for scholarships for kids to study I'll go out and buy them if I have to to get them there. We've done that already. Uh, we've got to get more graduate students studying in the plant sciences. Any graduate PhD coming out right now is able to have a job for their dissertation signed. So the demand is there. So we're pushing very heavily the plant sciences. Um, there was uh, 50 years here where the animal sciences was the big dog. And now that, that's changing. But it, it's, it's reflecting on what's happening worldwide. Uh, we just bought into a position that the School of Science hired and it looks like there's a some science that says we can unlock the photosynthetic capacity of the rice plant. Right now, if what they tell me, it's 90% of what it could be given what we know. So uh, Cynthia Peterson, the dean over there, and I, I said, I, I want part of that action. I'll, I'll put up 25% of the salary and provide the lab from the work in. And so, but we want to know what's going on with that. So there was me having to go out and find it. So I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But those are the kind of things we've got to explore yeah. because um, you can't grow the world food supply in a, in a flower pot. And so we have to take a look at that. The plant sciences we're working on. The other area that's very important to me is nutrition. Um, the farm to table, farm to fork, whatever you want to put on it. But we need to deal more with nutrition. There's more bad information out there. There's good information. Every time I read something, there's something else I'm not supposed to eat. And so uh, there's a lot we're doing in that area. Food science and nutrition department is uh, very critical. We've... Uh, uh, we'll probably be looking for a head this fall. We had uh, make a change last year. 
uh, that that one's very important to us. Digital agriculture, whatever label, we got to find a label at some point to put on it. Uh, we're behind where we need to be. I get pounded. And the state legislator took me out to his sugarcane harvester and pointed to the box up there. He said, I only can use 10% of that, and it's your fault. Okay. <laughs> that, that we got that confirmed. Yeah. He said, my kid went through your college and got a degree in ag business, and he can't use it. And I said, okay. So we started working on what we can, what we can do so we can help them. with the t- not, I don't develop any more technology. The technology is there. I agree. Yeah. The best GPS system in the entire world is the LSU. We just mm-hmm. can't get the damn thing out here mm-hmm. without them wanting to charge you a consulting fee to come out and do it. And I talked to the, the, their dean about that. So what we're trying to trying to do now is look at that, that area. And we've hired one person. We've got another one. I hired a theoretical mathematician, which I didn't think I'd ever do. That obviously the farmers kind of like listening to. Uh, you know, Thanos mm-hmm. surprised the hell out of me. I mean, uh, but sharp guy. So we're having to look differently than where we've been at, at those areas. So plant sciences, uh, agriculture, the types of things USDA is, is important. Food security, food safety. Uh, much of those areas we, we've got to we've got to take a look at. So that's what we're trying to build the college in to train students in that particular direction. Okay. Well, good. Well, I tell you what. Um, what else you want to talk about? I think we covered a lot of, a lot of territory there. So. Well, um, okay. Well, I think we're going to win this weekend. I've, I've got to. I wouldn't. Uh, well, I'll take the points or not. Well, but that's <laughs> well, okay. We got one other thing we do, uh, and we kind of hit and miss with this uh, when we have them. We have what we call the question of the week. And um, yesterday morning, I met, I was with a Catahoula producer who uh, has been contacted by a group about growing hemp for CBD. And uh, we talked for a while and uh, about different things. And I mean, this is this is a serious offer enough for him to uh, look at taking land out of CRP, leveling it, and putting in irrigation. Tell us, and then tell us what's what's LSU doing with C, with hemp, industrial hemp. I guess we have to call it. Industrial well, as hemp. you know, we have the license along with Southern on the medical marijuana, and that's totally separate from this industrial hemp situation. Totally, completely yeah. separate. Uh, as I understand it, by definition, the hemp can't be over three point zero three percent THC. Uh, and it gets there, it becomes marijuana, not hemp, and becomes federally illegal. Um, we're offering a, uh, we're going to do a, a one-day workshop November 13th with what information we have this time. We'd encourage anybody who's going to get, who wants to get involved in the production side uh, to, to attend that, and we'll get the people there, Department of Agriculture and Forestry and others, talk about it. Uh, we have to wait and see what rules and regulations the Department of Ag and Forestry put out uh, on, on it. Uh, there's a lot of interest yeah, farmers take me out and say, Here, that 70 acres right there is where I'm going to grow hemp. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're trying to say, you know, do your homework. Make sure you know, you know, what, you know what you're getting into. Um, I've heard there's going to be three different processing facilities built in the state, which mm-hmm. means they're going to have to produce a lot of hemp yeah. to run three separate facilities. Now, whether those will be funded and not, I have one group I've talked to that tells me they've got the building, they've got the money, and they're talking to farmers in their area. It's not mm-hmm. in the northeast part of the state. And so, um, but I don't have any more specifics than that. What we will tell the farmers on the 13th is be cautious, do your homework. Um, this may not be the panacea for everything we're doing. It may be. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many thousands of acres can we grow in the state and and at a profit for them and to produce the CBD? The CBD is a, probably the fastest growing thing in the country right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so people are using it for everything, uh, buying it off the internet, getting it to your Circle K, mm -hmm. and uh, or at our health food store where they're selling it. And uh, what we'll be doing with our medical marijuana, we'll know what's in it, and it's contaminant-free. And so when they get a when they go to the doctor, they can. Mm -hmm. And then, but ours will have THC, and that's that's the big difference. Yeah. And well, so I'm just telling people, come to the, get your information, come to the meeting. Uh, we'll see what the Department of Ag and Forestry does. And then by planning time, you should be in a position to start making decisions about what you, what you want to do. Don't forget, this plant matures quicker. Mm -hmm. So you can do more on one crop in a year if you want to. Like the marijuana, we can, we can theoretically grow four or five crops a year. Yeah. And uh, we're in a controlled environment because it matures in eight to ten weeks. Well, and that's... So, the same thing with the hemp. It's, uh, uh, it's a, the, the propagation of it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, what we're trying to do also is look at it from, we're going to plant some in a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. That research part of it's already underway. Um, so we understand that at least one of the Indian tribes is going to plant some on the federal land. So we're not okay. sure how that's going to work out yet. And we're, we're, we're staying out of that part of it. Mm. But we're going to start doing some research with the, with the plant in terms of um, the things we can do to engineer it like we do rice. Can we get yeah. where we produce more CBD <coughs> than the current varieties are? The seed are expensive, mm -hmm. yeah. and so uh, well, there'll be some people making more money growing seed than we'll be growing CBD. Well, that's what this this particular producer and it's there's, <coughs> it's a family farm. It's pretty mm -hmm. good. I mean, it's several thousand acres, and they're they're looking at it as an alternative crop. They're not going to plant the whole farm to it, but they're an alternative crop, and they're serious about it. So, well, we we've learned a lot. I've learned a whole lot more about it than I knew uh, when we started the marijuana program you know, four years ago. Mm -hmm. But at that time, a lot of people didn't realize that CBD was what is used for, that's what makes you hungry. It's not mm -hmm. the THC. Uh, CBD, that's why it's used with cancer patients. It makes them hungry. may not cure the cancer, but it improves the quality of life. Yeah. <coughs> kids with seizures. I've talked to a mother, a kid would have 50 seizures a day. Now he has three or four. Yeah. And they put the CBD, they go flying to Colorado, buying it, flying back out here, put it on a cracker and giving it to their kid. Yeah, yeah, and so though that it, it's the fastest growing thing out there. We just got to be very careful that we do it right, and I would encourage the farmers do your homework. Uh, we're not discouraging it, and we think it's going to be a good thing. But do your homework and make sure your 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 business model is sound and what you're doing, and see where the crushing facility is going to be, how they're going to be operating those, and, and so mm -hmm. forth. And right now, I think that's an unknown. Yeah. Well, he was he still had a lot of questions, and he asked me, and uh, but he was trying to get. He wants to grow it under contract where all those questions yeah, are pretty well written down and their answers are, they're in a contract and he can say, I can produce this, you know. But he's, well, there's going to be some uh, people out there who are less than uh, forthright about things. Yes. So part of that is sorting out the ones who yeah. you really can invest in the ones that you can. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, and, and, and we've had a lot of calls, all three of us, so since last year about him. Most of them are from the people that have an acre in a backyard, and they say, I want to make $40,000 an acre on you know, growing him. And we're like, well, first of all, you can't grow it. So right now it's not legal, but we're going down that road. But anyway, this, is, this was a legitimate somebody, a farmer, yeah. who was actually looking at it. We're getting one to three calls a week in our office. Uh, Ashley Mullins is running this program for us, and so she gets a call because they think that it's tied to what we're doing in medical marijuana as much as anything. And Rogers is running the research part of the hemp, which is a totally separate enterprise. It won't even be in the same facility. It's totally separate. Uh, kind of leading on that same line there with the hemp, 
I know we had some producers in the northeast region got bid a couple of years ago on some non-GMO products with a contract signed. And we all learned a lesson that we all should have already known, that they have to be licensed and bonded with the state to market grain, which these guys weren't, so they had no recourse. I'm assuming, hopefully, this avenue will be explored, too, with the Department of Ag, so even a contract is does have some teeth in it, I reckon, well, where I'm it, going. The, laws, the way the law is written is that Dr. Strain does have the uh, rulemaking authority, and they're working, and USDA has to approve our plan, as I understand it, before we can put that plan into action here. And so he's going through that process now. What we're trying to do is get as much information out to people, because like you, we're getting questions, mm-hmm. and we don't have all the answers yet. But we're just telling people, be cautious, make sure you do your homework, and... Uh, uh, like a lot of things, it may not solve all your financial problems, but it may help. So just an alternative. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Uh, we've uh, taken up a good bit of your time this morning, and uh, we appreciate you hanging around to talk to us. Uh, as always, everybody out there, y'all got a suggestion, got a question, call us, email us, uh, let us know what you're thinking, subscribe to our podcast, watch our YouTube videos. Uh, we're going to do another one, I think, Friday. Uh, that's the agenda right now is to try to do one Friday, uh, hopefully maybe with our peanuts, and we'll start digging and, and get us a video up on that. Okay, good deal. Well, we appreciate it, and y'all tune in next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.